So today, yeah. Frontline Rewind yeah. got some wheels on, showed up at this festival. We did. It was a road trip. Road trip. That's with, right. With road food and everything. Oh, yeah. And uh, a few roadies. Yeah. And then we had some amazing artists all gathered in one place. We did. Uh, we're going to remember this for a long time. I am. And anybody who made it here today. It's going to be on the internet and it's going to stay on the internet. Yeah. And so we had a few shows out of this whole deal. Yeah. And we're going to air them and we're going to air, we're going, okay, here's, here's some shows we're going to air about this whole music festival with Dead D-A-S. Artist Syndrome. Dead Artist Syndrome. Correct. I'll, I'll echo. Yes. Michael Rowe. Michael Rowe. And Michael Knott. And Michael Knott. And Michael Knott did something historic. He recorded with a band live an album from 1994, Rocket and a Bomb. Oh, yeah. Heard of that. And then that's going to be on a film and a CD and all, the, all that. And so as a warm-up, Dead Artist Syndrome, which actually happened to have some members from Undercover and Veil of Ashes as guests. Yes. And we got to talk to some of those members from Undercover and Veil of Ashes, which was pretty cool. Very cool. What a day. Yeah. And then Michael Rowe, got to talk to him. And he's been in Lost Dog 77s, his own solo work, really gets around. And he showed up here too. So live and direct. Yes. Yes. So exciting day. And we've just we've got plenty of material to work with. Mm-hmm. So people will be hearing from these artists on Frontline Rewind for quite some time. That's right. Thanks, Adele. Oh, thank you, Les. You were awesome. You rocked it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And then of course the music that we play on the Rewind show can be found on FrontlineRecords.us. There it is. FrontlineRecords.us iTunes. Amazon. Amazon. Really? Spotify? Is it there? Oh, yes. Wow. E-music. It's really everywhere that plays digital music, whether stream or download. Yes. You can find this music. And that's the thing that's happening these days. It is. It's the streaming world. It's, it's a new world, and here we are. Fail of Ashes.
All right. Hi. This is how it works, guys. Uh, we're at Frontline Rewind Records. You guys are in Vale of Ashes. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And this is the first time that we've met, right? Yes. As far as I you know. You and I. Yeah. Lance, you and I. Yes. Paul once before, possibly. I'm Sean. I mean, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> we've actually met before, and you just don't remember. Me. I do. We're I, I actually stone. said you were the greatest metal vocalist alive, and you can't remember my name. Gosh. Uh, well, and so let's cut that, and we're going to start over. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So anyway, and the reason, I'm going to tell you the reason I did that. Because. Because I'm because, like Paul McCartney. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Well, actually, the reason is because I know your cousin, Paul. That's right. And Sean. And I, right. you know, so that's how that happened. But because I never make mistakes. I can't believe it. This is live radio. No You're on front line. No. That's <laughs> front line. So, Veil of Ashes. Where did you guys meet? Um, hell. No, actually, I guess <laughs> actually first um, out of hell, right? Sean and Phil Meads, the drummers, not with us tonight. They were uh, working on something, and uh, then we were. I was introduced to Sean and Phil through a mutual friend, uh, Nelson DeMarco. And you liked them? Um, no, <laughs> not at all. No, it was um, it was it was interesting because um, Nelson was actually playing in a band, keyboards in a band at the time, and. Um, Nelson was like an incredibly cool person. I mean, just uh -huh. he was kind of like you know, you just like like cool's intrinsic. You'd see Nelson, you just know he was cool, and um, he knew Sean and Phil, and that's how uh, basically the core of Bell Vashes started. Because originally we were a three piece. Okay, and Sterling, you are the bass player, mm -hmm. and Lance, guitar guy, lead guitar and keyboard. Okay, do you sometimes do that? Simultaneously, or are you just one to the other? If I had three arms, I he would really yeah, makes funny <laughs> faces. When you play. He, he know he's a good lead guitar player because he makes really weird faces. <laughs> Fun to watch. When he plays, Fun you know, watch. just when he stretches his yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. Hey, you guys got some good hooky stuff, really. Thanks, really. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the the founder of the band is. I don't think there really is one. Just kind of Phil and I met. And it just kind of happened. Um, he had really cool hair, and, uh, and, that and helps. It, it looked like a like a runway off the top of his head. Oh, yeah. cool! Yes, and uh, I just said we need to form a band. So it was really based on hair. <laughs> I believe it. We're right. a hair band. That's good. I yeah. love it. I totally believe that. That's, <laughs> we in the day, that was kind of a requirement. Yeah, but yeah, now we were the only band playing in the clubs that wasn't a hair band. But now there. it's hip to not have hair. Right. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, yeah. It's just beautiful, isn't it? So, uh, this, uh, let's talk about the music. Okay? Sure. Uh, I want you to talk about the music. I, I want you to tell us, you know, the things that inspired it, that brought it about, what were the circumstances, well, that kind of thing. What were you and Phil doing originally? What kind of sound? Kind of, I didn't know how to play anything but a Casio keyboard. And uh, he played drums, so I'm not exactly sure what we were thinking. Again, he just had really cool hair, so. <laughs> but some know. things came out, some music. <laughs> well. Some music happened. When Brian know? came, I thought, okay, keyboard, bass, and drums. Sterling, do you? Brian oh, being yeah, Sterling. Sterling. You're my bro, man. This, this is his stage um, name, and he's on stage <laughs> yes. right now. Um, it didn't sound really cool. So I picked up a guitar, and since I knew taught myself like three or four chords, I learned to just like rotate them. Right. All over again and again. And a lot of famous rockers have done that in oh, the past. Yeah. Yeah. Three chords. He, put, he wrote way complicated music. Yeah. yeah. So um, whenever he wrote a song, I had to like actually figure out. Right. So he stretched you a bit. Right. When, um, so mm -hmm. when, I, when, I, when I got into it, they were, Sean was already playing guitar. Um, I played bass. I taught myself how to play bass. Uh, I was taking college-level music theory classes my junior and senior year in high school. I, I grew up in Las Vegas. And I was actually a vocal music major at UNLV. Hmm. Um, so everything that I wrote, I wrote on bass. And a lot of it was, a lot, a lot of the style was, people say it was almost kind of like lead bass type of style because a lot of the uh, lead lines were more in the bass, and which was 
really prevalent with a lot of the um, indie college, punk, DIY, goth type of bands during that time. Mm -hmm. You can hear a lot of it in like bands like uh, The Cure and, and stuff like that where the bass would be more prominent a lot of times. And a lot of the other stuff would be more atmospheric, kind of like a, like a wall of sound mm -hmm. coming at you. Yeah. I think that's what, when I got, like, like Sterling, I got into, introduced to, uh, I got introduced to the core of the band um, through a mutual friend. And um, that's one thing that really, I thought, really stood out about their music was uh, Sean uh, wrote very he could say he's one of those type of lyric writers that can say a lot with a very few words mm -hmm. and i still you. you're welcome yeah. and i still love listening to some of the old uh music that we uh we did together as a band and they actually released two demos before i was in the band and uh i still have those two demos and i still enjoy listening just to the just the simplicity of the lyrics but he says so it's it's amazing how he uses few words but there's such depth to those few words and then you know brian's or sterling's excellent you know bass work it's it's his bass lines are kind of dancing around the simplicity of sean's chords and then you know Phil, uh, I wish Phil were here, but Phil was just an absolutely amazing drummer, still one of my very favorite drummers. Mm -hmm. And um, so he was really just, you know, that bedrock that really just kind of hooked us all together. And then when I came along, I literally just tried to write uh, keyboard parts and guitar parts that would complement what Sean and Sterling were putting mm -hmm. together. It sounds to me like you guys listened to each other. And musically. Musically. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's, I mean, that's what makes a great ensemble is when the players are playing as a four-piece group or whatever, and, they're, and they're, they're playing parts. They're not just playing what they know and saying, hey, you know. And so that it, it creates a but, sound, which well, you that, guys have. As you mentioned, though, that's why we split royalties four ways. Yeah. Because okay. a song coming in by <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone who plays, you know, let's say... I wrote the music and the lyrics. It comes in totally different than it comes out once everybody gets on it. Mm -hmm. And so you can't really say this is my song. You yeah. know, it's 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 everybody's song it's at song. that point. Okay, I do good, want to say Phil. Feel that. Phil would be here tonight. Except is it anniversary yeah, tomorrow? It's, it's yeah, wedding anniversary. Yeah. yeah. How many? Twenty. Uh, three, 20? four, five. He's a young one. He's young. Oh, he's young. Yeah, yeah he's a kid. He still has hair. Also, you know, but the thing is, he has hair and he can cut it off if he wants to. So he could be bald if he wanted to be. Yeah, yeah don't, he could. Don't be mean. <laughs> Just trying to be like, guy with trying the, to fit in with you guys. the hairband guy with a full head of hair. That's nice. Yeah. But, well, if I can say one thing about Phil is... Um, I always thought of Phil as kind of like, like Keith Moon. Just there's like so many times where... He just like he'd be like so close to being out of the time signature and just just but he and he just bring it back in and a perfect example would be uh coming to me the song coming to me it just yeah. he just did it and it just it'd be going off then it'd bring it back in and like instead of exploding it would implode and come back in that's great and that is a great intro to come on to me
All right. So uh, this radio show is really produced by Frontline Records, right, Adele? Yes, and you can find all of the music by yeah. Frontline Records artists and a copy of all of these shows on FrontlineRecords.us. So that would be FrontlineRecords.us. Correct. If you go online and, and you type that in, yes, you're going to be brought directly to the front door of Frontline Records. Dot U.S. Wow. S, S, S. S, S. To give one wow, of less can, sound effects. You can do effects too. <laughs> Two, two, three, four, five. All right. And that actually kind of came... In a band practice. In a band practice, too. You, me, and Phil, and yeah. we used to practice at the uh, yeah, at that room at his church. So come on to me. Come on to me. And I, again, you know, talking about not sacrificing the message to play certain shows, et cetera. Now, that was essentially a straightforward altar call. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. And you did this in the clubs. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Well, that must have been wonderful, actually. It was. I mean, because here you are in what, you know, most people of the world would say, even the church would say, that you know, maybe some of those places are dark. There's some dark things that go on. But you're singing Come On To Me about Christ in the club, and it's, and it's powerful. Yeah. And it was powerful, and it is to this day. We I mean, that, to, that message will always We used to always end every show with that song. Yeah, yeah. It was, so you two had the song 40. That. You two had the song 40, and that was our 40. Okay. We used to leave the stage at the end like they did and come back one by one and resurrect the song one more time. It was just a really cool thing. It was a very cool song. Yeah. Okay, guys, what goes on behind the veil of ashes? (laughs) (laughs) Lots of preening, narcissism. Dirty yeah. 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 done dirt cheap. Yes. <laughs> Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You know, I think yeah. to, to kind of answer your question, I think uh, when one of us would bring an idea to basically our tiny little practice room, it would, you know, Sean would have some lyrics or maybe a guitar part, and, or, you know, uh, Sterling would have a bass line, and then I would figure out a guitar part that would complement it or something and then we'd present it to Sean and then he would write lyrics or any any one of those different combinations was probably I think what made it fun because it felt like each song we kind of like what Sean said earlier it felt like we all had a hand in it because mm-hmm. of course n- mine was the biggest hand yes <laughs> but <laughs> but but what I'm saying is is it it, it was great because um Nobody really uh, was, was a dictator saying, you should play this or you should play that or something like that. Okay, so did you guys, you uh, did that? you write, did you guys tour much? And did you write while you toured or did you write? No. We wrote a song on stage once. We yeah. did Good Times as a soundtrack. It was a sound, yeah, yeah. it was a soundtrack. Did it end up on an album? Or yeah, yeah. Album? later on. So far as like touring and stuff like that, we were actually, we played uh, a lot in clubs. Uh, we we did the church thing this and that, but for the most part, we, we played in the clubs here in the Bay Area. Uh, we played, we held our own with the, the biggest touring bands. Yeah, so, and some around. of those bands were big secular bands. Oh, yeah. you open for? Some were still around, yeah. which yeah. is really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, you guys are here. I mean, I don't yeah. know if you're still sure. around, but you're here. Well, I, it's good. a lot of it was too because we really worked it as far as like uh, the, the the mailing list, flyers, and this and that. And we had we got a big enough of a local filing where we could sell the clubs on our own name. And uh, California concerts, which was John Nady, on the Stone, mm-hmm. uh, the Omni, and One Step Beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we got to a point where. We would get first choice of uh, a lot of the shows come through, like Psychedelic Furs, cool. Ocean Blue. Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac. Bloodgood actually played One Step Beyond. I found that out today. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. we played the Omni. Also. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Omni was a great venue. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Okay, and so... But I want to say, go we ahead. did play these clubs, but we didn't change the message. In fact, I think sometimes we actually... Yeah, but push that push the envelope. You well, know? the thing is, that we didn't preach off stage though. Yeah. Right, right. Then, we, we wanted our music to say what it said. We 
We started a concert in the hate once with, with uh, the night break. George Beverly Shea, uh, cover of George Beverly Shea's I'd, I'd Rather Have, have Jesus. Jesus. That's right. Okay. And everybody's beers hit the table and, and it was silent. Yeah. We started the show with that in complete silence. And uh, I love that point. That's that, was a, that was a great song. That was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Favorite song on the Frontline album? Ooh. Everybody probably has a different one. Yeah. I um, got two. Go for it. What's yours? Um, well, I like and, and they call it love because the bass line. I love the bass on it. But probably my favorite favorite is Testimony because it's very sad and the way it starts is really different. And Lance's guitar solo, I think it's one of the best guitar solos in rock and roll right that's up there cool. with uh, the edges uh, on New Year's Day. Wow, thank you. Oh, that's great, Lance. And they call it love, Veil of Ashes.
So all this music is available on FrontlineRecords.us, Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. All of them. They're streaming. If I had to say my favorite songs, honestly, I I I, I like the cover song we did. Can we say what cover song we did on that album? Yeah. Okay. We we did the uh, Anna, times they were changing. Yeah. We did a better than Times are changing. The yeah. times are changing. We did yeah, a better than Dylan. I listen, to, I listen to these songs, you know. Yeah, he, in fact, he, he's been quoted as saying it's not his song anymore. It's Vail of Ash. Wow. I was going to say, you know. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, he had me that's going. Really I know. It's very creative. Is this like the Gene Simmons quote? Yeah. So here it is. The times, they are changing. Veil of Ashes. Oh, you see? 
John, your yeah. favorite song off the album. I think I have two, if that's okay. Two favorite songs. Yeah. Stoom and Stereo, left and right. Two, Corpse and... Uh, I love Corpse. Come Unto Me. Yeah. Yeah. I like Corpse. Corpse kind of defined where we were going musically. And uh, it was kind of in between the goth. It was still goth. Yep. But it was going towards the pop heavier rock. You know what? I... There was an actual, okay. actually, there's a little known fact that probably a lot of our fans don't know about that song, but actually the last verse of the song... Talking about Corpse. ...got changed. Oh. Because I think uh, the record company at the time felt Not, it was a little too intense. No, they changed the title. Okay, the, the act Corpse of Pleasure is still yes. in the lyrics. But the, but the last verse got changed. Okay. The original, the original last <laughs> verse, let's Sean used to sing it on stage, okay, let's and hear. he did not sing it on the record. Okay, what is? What was it? I don't even remember. Now? You want me to sing it for you? Because you know yeah, what? I, I love that last verse okay, so much. Ahead, I memorized yeah, it. Go ahead, Lance. <laughs> k- k- kiss me, kiss me. Take all I've got. I'm yours for free. I'm already bought. I believe the lie. I don't need. I don't need love. Oh, yeah. I think I'll die if, if I, I don't, don't shove. shove. That's right. <laughs> I love that verse. I'm okay, so, so sad it didn't make the record. But it's not on the record, and it's been changed. So here it is. Here it is by Veil of Ashes, Corpse.
the song was a, a lot of people, reviewers have said it was about suicide, but uh, because it says something about razor tattoos decorate my, my wrist. wrist. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was about um, giving your virginity away. Yeah. Corpse um, of pleasure. Losing something that you shouldn't give away yeah. to just anybody. Right, right. And uh, so the, the kiss me, kiss me line actually worked. Yeah. And so what are you guys doing now? Tonight? What, what are you doing? What do you got going in the future? I'm actually in a movie coming out uh, Very cool. called Stained Glass Rainbows. Okay. Wow. And it's uh, it's about the relationship between the gay community and the church. Stained Glass Rainbows. Wow. And um, pretty powerful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Westboro people are in it and, and some things. And it really presents all kinds of sides uh, of the issue. And uh, I think it's not quite out yet, but it, it, very certainly. Some of our songs are in the movie, too. I know. Right? There's uh, that's great. Wow. Who, who produced the movie? Uh, Kent Williamson. It's uh, Paladin is the name of the company. Paladin mm-hmm. Films. Yeah. Yep. And, cool, uh, man. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. That's good to know. I'll be looking for that. Uh, website or anything? Veilofashes.com. Uh, my beautiful girlfriend that's sitting over there, she uh, uh, put up the website for us. Um, which is really nice. I, however, I'm terrible at social media and things like that. I haven't done anything in it in a while. Um, we have a, a we'll new independent you. release. We did uh, Eternal Teenage Angst. That's on Bandcamp.com. Um, there's a cover of a Dead Artist song, Reach. And we uh, do it much better than he does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan, last, do you hear that? The last three demos that we did as a band in 1994 and uh, a bunch of demos and alternate versions of songs that made it onto albums, that did make it onto albums that the finished versions went on to, and some uh, live bootleg footage from uh, Cornerstone 88. Cool. This is Les Carlson with Veil of Ashes. See you later. Thanks, Les. Thanks, Les. Thanks, Les. guys. Thank you.
Silk is also on the tape. It's about apartheid. Something I detest. Slavery, racism. It's called Without Eyes. And the world's on the little black boy's eyes. I hear a mother cry. I wish I had no
This show is brought to you by Frontline Records. Yes, and all of the music. Yes. By all of the Frontline Records artists. Yes, yes. Can be found on FrontlineRecords.us. FrontlineRecords.us? Yes, 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 yes. Wow. Go for it.